I'm Lady Frost. And I am the savage gentleman, Victor Benjamin. And we are Pretty Pretty Proper. Proper. And And you're you're listening listening to the the Big Gold Gold Belt Podcast. What is up, everybody? We're back live this week for episode 264 of the Big Go Belt podcast. I'm here with the whole team. We done worked out all our technical issues that we had. <laughs> this live streaming thing is not as seamless as people think it is. There's, there's some technical challenges, but we're, we're here and we're ready to talk a lot about things that's going on. Also, stay tuned because we have more special guests joining the show so you need to watch the entire show because you never know who may pop in but uh absolutely we got a lot to talk about in the world of professional wrestling and i won't be the only voice you hear because the whole team is here like i said and i'm gonna go down the line and introduce everybody but i'm two change the host and i'm here with hill will hot take mahoney brother how you doing <laughs> hot takes even during a pandemic we gotta keep the heat going because maybe the heat will burn off all the drama that's going on because even without a lot of wrestling shows there's always drama but here we are yeah. end of another week yeah that's right welcome back to john crab jamal how's it going uh covid free since 2019 you know it's a good time how about all <laughs> damien salty g what's up everybody just i'm alive i'm breathing and new jack's crazy so, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Yeah, I mean, Damien, how many more hours do you need to talk about New Jack? My man, I could talk about New Jack's psychological makeup forever. It is fascinating. I will be interested in hearing it. And that silly son is right there. How's it going, dude? Good, man. I'm getting to the point where I'm so depressed that I got a Bleacher Report notification of a Twitch game between the 49ers and Cardinals on Madden that I got excited about. So I don't know why I'm <laughs> looking at this while we're doing our podcast. But I'm, I'm paying attention. <laughs> well, guys, we have finally reached the end of the road for WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is upon us. I, I guess that's really going to be my demeanor about this because, like, when it comes down to how special this week is for fans and talent and just everyone involved. Oh, there's this super gloomy cloud that is just undeniable. That's just, that, you know, that's really has everybody's mood down about it because uh, regardless of what you look forward to in WrestleMania, whether it be the WWE uh, products, whether it just be you, you know, traveling to another city, whether it's you getting an abundance of independent wrestling and seeing the stars of tomorrow, you know, no matter where they're from, uh, right here in your backyard, you know, we don't really have any of that right now. The coverage and just everything is just, it, it, we're, in, we're on Earth 2 right now because like everything's just completely thrown off. But nonetheless, uh, you know, we're going to kind of discuss, uh, you know, our takes on this and, you know, still try to find and try to derive some of the positivity out of it because uh, everyone everyone's, is very noticeably in the slump about this. And, you know, 
what can we do? The pandemic is is running this course throughout the entire world, and it's just you know we're seeing the effects of it uh, trickle down you know everywhere. So, but with that being said, you know I think the big question, and I really love uh, Jamal prepared the, the show notes for tonight, and I really and, and again I, I say it all the time I, I'm I'm truly I'm truly fascinated by his intelligence and. And, and, and topics and, and discussions and it's something he's been talking about for so long and I remember the first time he said it I was just like I don't know how that works but it's just, it's just now we're here and now it's being rumored and this is mind blowing I'm not going to take his shine for now I'm, I'm definitely going to let him drive into that but ultimately the question for everybody is now what is next with WWE and is you know putting on any product no matter how good or bad is it is it better than no product at all that's that's the question at hand. Jamal, you definitely, you step up first for this one. So there are actually like three different timelines that I've envisioned about this. And, you know, you can, we can debate on which, which is more likely or not. Number one is they put WrestleMania on. It's actually a hell of a show because it features more wrestling and all the talent give their A plus effort. And even though it lacks the pageantry and, and pomp and circumstance that a normal show does, it is literally the best wrestling that we've seen from WWE consistently since the Cruiserweight Classic. And then they go, and then, you know what, That's, and they either end it or they don't, and they continue on, but this will be a WrestleMania to remember, not necessarily because it's in front of no fans, just because it's the show that will define wrestling for the next 10 years in North America. Number two is they put on the show and it's to an audience of one, that's Vince McMahon, and he loves it. And it's the same OBS that you know, we've been getting. And the show is you know, an average at best. They were going to do the show that they were going to do. And you kind of wonder why they went through all that trouble to half-ass it. And then option number three is the worst of it is, uh-oh, somebody's visibly ill. They never should have been there. The outbreak is real. And the only thing that is haunting WWE more than the boogeyman is Corona, and they never should have done this in the first place. Hmm. Now, one is a good scenario and the best of a bad bunch, and the other could theoretically lead to the, to the Austin of Vince McMahon. And that's that's the kind of the thing that I'm going to be watching for WrestleMania. Uh, you know, not just how, how it all plays out from a standpoint of uh, you know, what, what the show could have been, but what the show actually is. And is it worth putting all of their talent? And that's not just uh, the wrestlers, but the production staff, the cameramen, the, the sewers, the catering, the everything that makes the show the show. Uh, all these dozens of people, skeleton crew and all. Is it worth it in the end to risk these people to leave their homes and relative comfort and safety of their family to venture out and to put on a wrestling show? And it does seem trivial when you put it like that. But then, of course, this is important because it's literally the only sport on TV live. I mean, I don't, I don't know where it will wind up. I think it will be somewhere in the middle of, like, I'm glad it was, they had it, but they shouldn't have done it. And I think that's what the consensus would be. But realistically, if this goes south, and I mean way south, at what point do we see a change in this power structure of WWE? How bad does it have to get before people start calling for Rick Man to actually step down? 
And this coronavirus, though WWE has shown resilience, it is kicking ass and taking names. And I guess the question to you guys is, where do you think it will end up, uh, the good, the bad, or the ugly? And I, and I guess, you know, I'll let uh, Marcellus, uh, you can go ahead and you know, answer that. So when you just broke that down, it really allowed me to reflect on, like, literally, it's a cornerstone of where WWE can go. But knowing how Vix McMahon is, he's the type of person that likes to take a risk in a challenge. And honestly, in order to make something, like you said, to see what the book of wrestling or the area of wrestling will be for the next 10 years, he could really set a standard standard if it's done the one of those three outlines it's a 33 percent chance that we'll get it done i know last week we mentioned that if they wanted to take advantage of this one thing they could do is put on a trailer now they haven't done it yet but if all this stuff is pre-recorded they still got tomorrow they could probably do it and shoot a one-day trailer because netflix shows trailers one week before they're releasing you know on their device but you know wwe could do that maybe wwe has something bigger behind their 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 sleeves but it was very reflective. I'm like, man, like when you think of it that way, this could either make wrestling a higher entity within the next 10 years, mm-hmm. or this could be the end of WWE. And, and, and when you think about those dynamics, it's really going to be interesting to see how it's played out. And in a way, I'm happy the risk is being taken because in order to do business, sometimes you have to do big, big risk when your back is against the wall. And this is what's going on right now against a health crisis you're making judgment calls that you think you're making the right move, but it may not necessarily be the right move. But it's going to be inter- interesting to see how it plays out because it really could go down one of those three avenues. I'm going to jump in here since we had the mention of the end of WWE <laughs> and Vince McMahon stepping down. Two things of which I will very confidently say aren't going to happen. <laughs> not from this, not under these circumstances. Now, one thing we know about WWE is Lord knows they are sitting on a mammoth golden egg of money from those two deals between NBC and Fox. Yes. Given the situation we're in, these are unique circumstances. These are out of the ordinary circumstances. So I think it's really unfair to judge any company right now by what's happening. Absolutely. Everyone has a horrible hand they've been dealt right now. And I think last night mm-hmm. really showed it where AEW NXT and NXT both took a significant hit last night, a hit so significant yep. that I think it's very now reasonable now to say that everyone needs to fold up their tent and ride this out because these shows are not drawing interest. There's just not the viewership. People are preoccupied with other stuff. And this version of wrestling isn't working when AEW almost loses 200,000 viewers in one week and hits uh, 685,000 last night, I think that's concerning. I think that's very concerning to the point where it's just, you know, the limitations are so strict right now for what a show can be. It's, I don't know how you work around that. And I think we've tried every iteration now of what you can do and what you can't do. I mean, heck, last night, AEW had people back in the stands. They had fans, you know, the wrestlers back out there compared to the week before where they didn't. And it still dramatically lowered their audience. No one doesn't, you know, wants to send everyone home and say, hey, you just got to ride this out. It's tough and we're just going to put on tapes. But if the public interest isn't there, it is what it is. And I really don't know what to expect from WrestleMania this weekend. 
it's I think what's interesting to me is that when, when Jamal just gave the scenario of maybe they put on the greatest WrestleMania of all and it blows everything away and it's just, you know, a, a great night of wrestling. Maybe it is. I'd be very shocked, though, because I think so much of the WWE presentation and wrestling in general is based on having that crowd there, having that energy, having that feedback, having that, you know, relationship between performer and audience and just having it in a vacuum. I just I can't sit here right now and imagine a scenario where I would want to go back and watch any of these shows again. So when we were getting into this show tonight. When, when Najir brought it up this week, we said it in our, our DM thread this week. He was like, we got to talk about WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania week. My first reaction was, is it really? <laughs> it is. Lack thereof. Yeah. It, it, just, it is what it is. What yeah. it is. It's out of everyone's hands. Lord knows I'm going to watch Saturday and Sunday and see what they do and see how they can make the best of it. But on the same hand, I'm like, am I excited? Eh, not really. Oh. So let me jump in, Will, because yeah. I generally disagree with you. Okay, let's hear. Um, and so I, I disagree on the the idea that this could go Chernobyl for WWE, mm. and it could lead to the ousting of senior officials. Now, the man already cut the heads of the other snakes, Barrios and the uh, the, the lady I can't think of her name. But yeah, um, to save face. Mm-hmm. So he's not above reproach. With that said, Corona's taken no prisoners. And I don't think that if we see a person with, uh, not necessarily like a Roman Reigns who's already opted out, but if we see uh, stories of like unsafe working conditions and how they're skirting, uh, you know, social distancing and other stay at home orders and stuff like that. If that comes out, like it came out for Amazon, Mm -hmm. like it's come out for Uber, like, you know, other, uh, you know, companies are facing similar situations. uh, That's also not good. And because a lot of people are watching TV, if they're not watching AEW or NXT, they're watching the news. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's really where people's heads are. They're either watching the news. And, and to be fair, if it wasn't a news program, AEW was second to like, you know, biker girls from Mars or whatever the hell shows on VH1. <laughs> Guys, grocery games. Yeah, sure. All of it. Apparently kills everything. Yeah, I mean, all of it. So if it's not a news program, it's AEW and that. So I don't think that that number of six hundred some fifty thousand or something is a two hundred thousand you know point dr- uh, person drop is anything to sneeze at because I do think that it's not necessarily it's not necessarily that you know AEW isn't drawing because there's no interest I think it's because it's such an overwhelming news cycle that it's hard to say that I, I wouldn't say that that's a failure. Because if they're drawing eight hundred fifty thousand versus the NBA, with as something's come on TV that's greater than anything anyone living has seen, unless you were alive during the Spanish flu of nineteen eighteen, right? Uh, so because no one's immune to it, I don't I'm, I don't think that WWE is too big to fail, and that's why I say what since McMahon is the end all be all, the buck does stop with him, and if he comes and he and if he gets bodies on his hands. Like Owen Hart was one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. The show must go on, and they did what they needed to do to skirt around this. This is, as it's known to do, is eating away at WWE and AEW to an extent, and NXT and Two Hundred Five Live and and all of it. But the bottom <laughs> line is, is that right. The, the the bottom line is is that they're having WrestleMania 
in an abandoned Payless shoe store because of the fact of that Corona's here and kicking ass and taking names. Mm -hmm. And if this thing gets serious, more serious, that it actually jeopardizes the employees who already have a tenuous relationship with the company anyway, because of the wrestler worker relationship with major companies and how they're contracted and blah, 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 and they can't get healthcare and that whole deal. Well, wrestling seems a lot more trivial if you flew their asses out from Vegas to do a show in front of nobody and you caught the Rona on your Delta flight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that, that these are things, these are bullets, silver bullets, that could take down every organization. And if Amazon can get hit with one, it may not kill them, but they definitely got hit with one. WWE can too. And Corona's aiming for the heart. Yeah. So, so, my, my thinking so is question. this. Well, let me just put a bow on this so I can I can retort real mm-hmm. quick. My thinking is this: is the situation I think we're very much headed towards is what will happen most likely is I think it doesn't take it, whether it takes anybody out or not. I think the problem becomes these ratings are so low and there's the lack of interest because everyone's so focused on everything else going on in the world that the situation becomes. The effort of, like you said, flying in talent, putting camera people at risk, bringing in all these people to film these shows, the squeeze and the risk of doing that isn't worth the juice anymore for these low ratings to where you just go, look, we're folding the tent. We're taking a month off. Everyone stay where you are. We're not going to put you on a plane. We're not going to force you to come here. Let's just cut our losses, ride this out. And hell, for a wrestling company to do that, hell, WWE's never you know, done that before. So I think that would be their kind of silver bullet to where it'd be, look, we're going to suspend operations completely for 30 days for 60 days or whatever, because we have no other choice in the matter. That's, I think that's very much a viable possibility now after WrestleMania, the way this is ramping up being, it's not dying down. We're still on the ascent and that's where I think we're headed. Jump in here with what you're going to say. That's just a really quick question. I'm just wondering, is there anybody else who's trying to ride any other type of profession or rather sport or just any business to this extent? Like no. WWE is going? No. Nope. From an entertainment standpoint, no, with a butt. But there are essential, essential personnel. Hell, I was at work today. Yeah. So there are essential uh, personnel that are that do have to go out there and, and provide necessary services. Right, right. Uh, and, and, and of course, now, now that begs the question, is WWE or any entertainment entity a, a necessary service? And you can argue that for my cabin fever and my mental health, yes, the hell it is. Yes, the art store should be open, though it's not, because I need to paint or do something while I'm quarantined. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, these people that need to run the business, if they're, and then, then, of course, now brings into question the worker-partner relationship that they have with their talent. Well, if these people are still independent contractors and they're essential, then, then what are you doing for them? You know, if they get home, like the revival, rumors are they're not getting paid per their contract, uh, you know, to be at home. So th- these are interesting, interesting times as it relates to the worker, uh, you know, business dynamic. And I bring up Amazon again because they have a lot of contractors that just do the labor that gets you your package in about two hours. And that's fine on a good day, but on a day where it's like this, I'm not going to brave the elements risk life and lung so that you can have toilet paper in 48 hours. The hell with that. And that's what we are right now. 
Yeah, no, nah, you, you're right. You I, I, I mean? just, I just really can't think of anybody else who's really trying to ride this out <laughs> like WWE is. You know, yeah. now that you know, we've all talked about it about what we think WrestleMania is going to be or potentially going to be. But what I'm thinking and hearing as everybody's talking is what we're going to see is WrestleMania, the movie that is the equivalent Mm -hmm. of what we're going to be watching this weekend. And just like film, it's going to be edited a certain way. It's going to be portrayed a certain way. The show must go on in terms of, of like Broadway, but this is us watching WWE Endgame. So, mm-hmm. and Vince mm-hmm. McMahon, unfortunately, is the Thanos in this situation, and he has snapped his fingers, and now we will see half the WWE population actually wrestle, and half will be at home. I think losing Vince McMahon in the future, a death will have to happen, I, I, and I don't see him leaving forever. I see Ooh. him literally ri- riding out the storm and just taking a backseat publicly but behind the scenes, and look, this happened with, and I'm, I'm not comparing apples to apples here. There was an independent promotion years ago. I'm not going to name it. I think Nizir knows if I keep talking about it. No, no, everyone knows what you're talking about okay. already. So, so <laughs> Already. So Glory Pro <laughs> had Michael Elgin <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> when the controversy happened, he went back, 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 and said he sold it to other people and had two more faces in the fr- in the forefront. So if someone gets sick, dies, is Vince going to be gone forever? No. He's still going to be puppet mastering behind the scenes back there. He's just going to do it from a bunker secluded location. What I'm really concerned about is not so much, and this goes back to a point that was said, it doesn't have to be Roman Reigns. What if a decent moneymaker for the company get sick because of the match they already had, but they just haven't released that. What if the Miz got sick and died and he couldn't work? What if Dana Brooke well, died from being in the ring? Is that... Okay, you, wait, first of all, you said moneymaker and then you said Dana Brooke. I know, I'm just talking about <laughs> just death in general. So, so someone, under, so- someone under contract gets the Rona and bites the bullet. Well, yeah. I, but, but, but like Jamal said, no one's exempt from this. So it, does, it doesn't matter who you name. It, it, the, the, what I've been thinking about, period, is the liability of any business that says, mm-hmm. hey, we're open for business, but the consumer trust and, and confidence that you know they're back into mm-hmm. a safe environment Thus, if this does happen to pan out, whether it be the school system, whatever it may be, if something of like that is to happen, then ultimately what happens now? So, you know, obviously some businesses are taking precautions now where WWE, I mean, not on the surface level, it looks like they're taking some. We assume that they're taking some, but ultimately that risk factor, I think, is unilateral across the board, period, as to what happens if pushing and pushing and pushing eventually breaks tragedy something of that of that sort happens and i think as viewers and fans you're kind of looking at situation you're just like we don't see them taking the big precautions like all these other big companies fortune 500 companies whatever it is that are doing so so and we all knows where it all comes in thrives behind because it's about the the power of the dollar and we so know let me ask this question we're talking about wrestlemania being potentially a success or it could go to hell in a handbasket what exactly is the failure level here from the performance aspect, from the actual event? What quantifies as a failure for this year's WrestleMania? Okay, so, uh, so this is why I've actually thought about this. Uh, in the three scenarios, um, what I would want to see from WrestleMania is 
a four hour long version of Lucha Underground. I think that they have the opportunity, they put on a sound stage and just make an actual theatrical production out of it. And honestly, I think the storyline should play out like any Mortal Kombat or Injustice game and 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 do it. I mean, it, it should be, it could be something unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And the way they do it takes the crowd out of it because we're all watching WrestleMania, the movie in your house. <laughs> now, the the uh, the reverse of that, of course, is they put on the show that they were going to do, and then act like seventy six thousand people aren't there, and that's what they did for the with the first Raw. Um, after the crowds uh, left, they did the Raw. And or yeah, what is it? Well, yeah, it was the first Raw um, and SmackDown, and they did the first Raw and SmackDown, and then they acted like they were in front of twenty five thousand people or fifteen thousand people, and it was obviously not. The wrestlers still played to the crowd and did their normal entrance, uh, you know, the pyro and, and lasers and all that stuff, and you know, Michael Cole was screaming at the top of his lungs, and Steve Austin was looking dead into the camera and chanting "What?" to crickets. Um, they were so ignorant of the fact that nobody was there, that it was cringe literally that gave, should have gave people hemorrhoids from the level of cringe. <laughs> I think like, let's assume that nobody dies because that's just horrible. Unless it's Roman Reigns. But if it's, yeah. well, um, hey. what, what? Shots, I mean, I'm just saying. Shots fired. I mean, you know, why not? But if, if it does go, what would bad look like? Bad would look like WCW Thunder the game. I mean, it would just be. I might have the I might absolute have a rebuttal there. I don't think that no, was I'm that bad. Oh, I thought it was terrible. Backstage assault. Yeah, that no, was trash. It was absolutely trash. You should be ashamed of yourself for mentioning it, for just mentioning that shit. Something about Thunder I like. I can't. Maybe it's the first one I had actual theme music because everybody else had the generic one. I don't know. Anyway, right. keep going. the bottom line is, is that what bad would look like would be five-minute matches that they were planning on doing and 45 minutes of promo work or backstage uh, packages and stuff like that. And if more Michael Cole than wrestling would be the worst timeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, Because I think that's a normal show. I will say this, if, if, and, and we, we're going to transition in a second. I will say this. If any of these match, matches are noticeably sloppy, that's going to be my first knock because going to some live events and seeing matches in person that didn't go good that was edited so that you didn't have that same perspective of the match this will be absolutely tragic if that is to happen if there's actually literally no effort in integrity especially with the idea that they're marketing that this is too big for one night which that's my biggest thing what are you going to do what are you going to show me night one that I really have to go back in the night two especially with this marketing plan because one, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't realistically work for me. Uh, it theoretically work for me because you, when you're talking about big, you're obviously talking about, talking about crowd attendance, but we know that is zero. So uh, that, that can't be possible. And the venue obviously is not going to be something monumental. So like, I, I don't know. The, 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 the whole failure aspect for me is that like, if they can't put on an equal, a quality performance of a night that, you know, stands next to some of these great productions such as Wild and Lucha Underground for all the money and backing that they have. 
with this. And it just seems lackluster. And it just seems like a just a regular episode of main event with just bigger names on it. This would be so tragic. I wouldn't I wouldn't even know what to think. But anyway, look, I say in the beginning of the show, and we're gonna move towards that now. I say that we're gonna have special guests on the show again. Um, and we're gonna bring them on in a second. And I think that you know, we'll we'll, we'll jump back into our topics a little bit later on the show. But I think that with everything that's happening right now with the COVID-19, and again, as us as fans, it's really talking about the effects of, um, you know, WrestleMania ultimately, WrestleMania week being canceled in, in, in theory. And if anybody doesn't know what I mean, not the actual show WrestleMania, but everything that's encompassed into this mega weekend. It's an entire weekend full of just professional wrestling of all types, all comms, all promotions, all coming into the city that's being that's hosting WrestleMania for talent to have an opportunity to showcase themselves, uh, work with people they could never imagine they could work with, numerous bookings, and, mm-hmm. you know, really potentially fulfill their dream into making it to the next level. And that opportunity um, is not existent for people now. And not only does that platform doesn't exist now, it also, it it, 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 it hinders a lot of things. Uh, obviously, the money that, that was going to come in with it, opportunity to network, uh, meeting with fans and all that other stuff, all that is just diminished because of, of the pandemic. So what we're going to do now, we're going to bring in uh, two friends of mine and um, catch up with them and uh, and give you guys, you know, our viewers and everything, opportunity to be able to reach out to them and support them by whatever means that you can. And, um, and, 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 and like I say, put some positivity into the air. So with that being said... Special guest for the night, my my guy. Now, I, I, he has a name, you know, but like, I think because of what Will was saying earlier, we're going to say the master of the peanut butter challenge. Oh no, PB and A, come on now. Oh PB, yeah, it is. You, make sure you get it two, right. Two things that I would never add. That's, we're going to sure. talk about this. We're going <laughs> to talk about two this. things I would never add add on my thing. But nonetheless, they form together pretty proper. So that's Lady Frost and Savage Gentleman. I'm at them on the show now. Family, how oh, are you yeah. all doing? We're great. You know, we're quarantined, so <laughs> we're we're healthy. We're alive. Yeah, and we're eating good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the good eating is the most important thing. That's one thing we can all do in this situation. Debate debatable on the eating good aspect. <laughs> uh, but when you say eating good, what, what would that be? Because I, I don't know, I don't know. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Why are we so close to my face? There we go. Why? What's the what's the whole peanut butter? No, seriously. What you is know, the PBNA thing? Yes, seriously. Take us take us down and and obviously plug your social media now because people are going to want to check this out immediately. What is this? What is this? And why? Uh, well, well, I just posted the most savage of all peanut butter egg challenges again. I just retweeted it. It's over at Real Savage Gent. But weren't you there for that? I was no, I was there for the egg challenge that we don't absolutely have to talk about. Yeah, that, no, that's the that's one. We just posted it. You were there oh. for that. You yeah. were there okay. For that. Okay. Yeah, oh. that one. Yeah, the, the raw egg challenge. <laughs> so initially, it started off as like a bodybuilding diet trick. It's protein and peanut butter, which gives you your good fats to start your morning. That way, you don't need carbs to start, and you're able to burn much more body fat by putting in good fats. But 
like anything else, I took it to the extreme. And <laughs> for some it. reason, people would hate it, but it's still delicious. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me this. Are we talking creamy or are we talking chunky on the eggs? Oh, he does both. It's disgusting. Oh. Crunchy is the worst. I don't know how you add that many textures. She eats it. To, uh, no, I've had like three bites. I will like smooth peanut butter is one thing, but when mm-hmm. you add chunks and the yeah. cream and then the egg texture, no, nope, no, no. Uh, two, I would think creamy would work better. And I love me some peanut butter, but I still can't get past the idea of the peanut butter and the eggs and the yolk. The yolk part is where you're kind of getting me lost. What did you try it? Have you tried it? Not yet. No. Um, okay, so, oh, so you really can't it. knock it until you try it. It's, it's one of those things that on paper, it does not work. In real life, it's amazing. Are we talking one meal or are we talking throughout one like the whole day? No, one meal. Peanut butter on the eggs. So you take a plate of eggs and you just put peanut butter straight on top of it. I would suggest starting with scrambled or like a mm-hmm. pan fried. You right. can't have like a whole sunny side up. Look yolk. at <laughs> I love me some sunny side up eggs. So mm-hmm. I can't have ooey gooey on top of my ooey gooey. That's right. just, <laughs> can't that's, go there. That's what I was wondering because I'm an, I'm an over medium kind of guy. So I like a little right. bit of runny yolk and I'm like, I can't see that going with the peanut butter. Now no, scrambled no, maybe. Do that. So scrambled, no. we got to start. Yeah, no, yeah. Definitely scrambled or pan fried. Yeah. Is there any seasoning with this? Salt. Sometimes. Salt. It's salt. It's the savory and the salty. They go well together. We got a Ricky Curon, maybe? Oh, we we you, know, house. you know Ricky J. <laughs> What's up, Ricky? <laughs> Hi, Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with Will. First of all, I'm allergic to eggs, so that's this never ever going to happen. No oh, bottle peer pressure and, and and friendship. Nothing's going to allow that to happen. Otherwise, you'll be uh, escorting me to your local hospital. Mm-hmm. And if I did, the the different texture thing is just absolutely. Uh, uh-uh. I just wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to manage. I wouldn't be able to manage. Oh. All right, I got one more question. What are you putting it on? Are you putting this on a plate? On a plate? On pita? What do you mean? I mean, do you, I mean, you can use your hands if you want, but I'm sure it'll be fine. That, that's savage. You probably can put it on a piece of toast also. I've seen that. You've done that. I, I have done toast, and I have done peanut butter and jelly oh. with eggs oh. on a sandwich. <laughs> I'll make you ready for all that. If we just stop down this rabbit hole we just eat, it just keeps going, I promise. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone else has seen the peanut butter or no, what was it? The egg pizza. Did did either of you oh. see the egg pizza? Mm. No, nah, I've, yeah. I've had eggs on egg. pizza. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I'm talking the breakfast pizza. So essentially, we were moving. We were getting ready for the move, and we had no food because we were eating it all. <laughs> and all we had were pizza and eggs. Mm-hmm. So I scrambled up some eggs in the morning, threw it on my cold leftover pizza. <laughs> Boom, breakfast pizza. Next thing you know, I have 13,000 views on that bad boy. See, <laughs> <laughs> now that can sooner get behind than the peanut butter and the eggs. I can see how that can work. So Yeah, it was delicious. Just a little little sprinkle of protein. Okay. <laughs> he, will, he will literally eat whatever's in front of him. Whatever's in the fridge, in the pantry, he'll just put it all on a plate together and consume it. It doesn't matter if it's nutrient-dense, especially, or if it's pizza. I don't know. It just... All goes in the same place. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you did, you, 
You, you mentioned you moved, so you just, uh, I know you currently were living or recently living in the DMV area. Now you're relocated to, and why the move? What, what are you guys venturing on? So talk to us a little So we moved to Philadelphia. We did. The city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Not brother love. So Not brother love. <laughs> we'll keep it um, politically correct, politically, maybe? Politic- PC. Yeah. <laughs> We are here for really great training and a family of really great wrestlers and coaches that we just jive with. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations to that. Thank you. Sounds like some big things are going to be coming out of Philly. Hopefully. Yes, a lot bigger than the Fresh Prince. Um, so I'm, I'm sure the fans out there who can't see you perform, uh, at the very least, you know, one of wrestling's favorite couples. How are you two coping with everything going on in the world right now? Oh, you want to take it? You want me to take so it? So <laughs> we were moving. We literally had to bump our move date up by a week, over a week. That way we could make sure we can guarantee ourselves a U-Haul. Mm. And... So we could have people to help us. We didn't yeah. know how bad it was actually at the time. It was um, second week of March. It was it was my birthday. We were moving over my birthday and into St. Patrick's Day. And the quarantine really hadn't started yet. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, talks of the virus. And we knew we had to get out immediately and get to the next place so we didn't get stuck in Maryland. So we actually were moving through all of this and... It's been a catch-22 being stuck at home and having to unload, like, 5,000 boxes. But it's kept us busy, honestly, and it's given us, like, some sort of purpose to get up every day and, like, tasks, right? Like, we have a checklist of hang the TV and build a dresser and all these things. Like, I got to decorate again, and it kind of kept us sane. But, um... Sane is not the right (laughs) word. (laughs) Busy work. Busy, yes, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 first of all, moving sucks, period. Moving, doing these circumstances just makes it absolutely worse. Um, and then ultimately, like this pivotal time that's all happening as well. I think, to be honest, if everything had been normal, still moving around this time probably would have been a little bit hectic because they know you guys was going to still eventually this week was going to come and you, you guys want to be busy with shows and stuff like that as well. Ultimately yeah. having to move and then jump town to, uh, you know, that was, that was another reason time. for trying to get everything bumped up as soon as possible. Yeah. We had super busy weekends, like Thursday through Sunday, we were booked up for the next or the past three weeks. Yeah. And that left us no time to prepare for this. moving <laughs> new house. Traveling to Florida, mm-hmm. real life, yeah. toilet just, paper shopping. Yeah. So, so here's the great thing. Lady Frost likes to stock up on everything. I have like three extra of everything because that's what I do. So the last few months, we, we knew we were moving. And instead of me like hoarding everything like I normally do, we're like, all right, well, we're moving. We're not going to need this. Why move 18 extra things, mm-hmm. right? All these extra foods and toilet papers and soaps and candles, because that's what I do. So I said, I'll just the buy it. does smell good, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'll just buy it when we get to Philly. Uh-huh. So 
we were down to like three or four rolls of toilet paper and like that'll get you by but we came to philly and we're like oh my gosh we really can't get toilet paper now and i don't have the backup of my soaps my dish detergent laundry detergent because i knew we were moving yeah right so i was like wow i'm always prepared for possibly this situation that we're in right now and now i'm actually not prepared for it the one time Mm -hmm. We got all the way down to one and a half rolls of toilet paper. It was a scary thing, guys. (laughs) A true international crisis. I have a lot of towels, though. We have like three boxes of extra old towels. That yeah. I don't know why anyone would need that many towels. So we were going to be just fine, but mm. it was so scary time. Medieval times, <laughs> the dark yeah. ages. Would you buy a bidet? I, yeah, I actually seen a lot of people on Twitter posting about that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I feel about it. I've never encountered one, but I don't. I, enjoy I hear that. they're quite That's, pleasant. No, no, I don't. I'm, <laughs> My parents have one in their in their home in Puerto Rico, and it is very uncomfortable <laughs> to sit there and have water pressure attacking you in places you did not anticipate right, being attacked. Mm. It'll keep you clean, but it's not pleasant. <laughs> so, on, on on a brighter note, you, you know, I was really looking forward to you guys um, working this WrestleMania weekend. Uh, you know, from last year with injuries and all the setbacks to making yeah. good strides and getting the bookings, the exposure that you guys, uh, you know, you 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 the exposure you guys deserve. And it was going to be a good time. And unfortunately, you know, because of air dance happening, um, kind of think about it. I saw you, Lady Frost's post not too long ago. You just had your anniversary from your debut. And it's just crazy how much time has fl- flown by. And, you know, and you put that into perspective about both of you guys' respective careers and things. And it's just like 2020 was obviously looking super bright. And I think much like anybody on their job, getting that performance appraisal, solidifying in your bookings and WrestleMania weekend. You look forward to that. 2020 was our year. Yeah. See that one more time. Healthy and everything. And then, you know, putting on good, good matches here. Um, and, and and up and down the East coast. Now I think about too. Um, what, what, what do you, what do you guys, you know, how do you guys metabolize that refocus? Because you know, you two are very, you're, you're innovators. You're always thinking ahead of the curve. You've always looking to, perfect yourself we work on the work on the gamut and just continue to grow as a couple uh you know with this being a setback for you guys what's what's the what's the mental process now and um ultimately you know how can fans be able to support whether you're making content whatever it may be how can fans get involved in more and more of what Lady cross and savage gentlemen are doing so I think the game plan for us is always getting better right it's good training and it's aligning ourselves with the right people that have positive influence and good energy it's really important because we're in a business that's it has a lot to do with confidence and if you have the wrong people around you you know that bad energy i say it's it's not good for your performance for your mental health your life that's all aspects but um aside from that we just do us really it's cliche but we're always going to be who we are a married couple in wrestling or not And we're just trying to pump out content now of kind of our real lives, right? Just cooking and working out and whatever else we do, you'll have to turn tune in. Uh, We have a Patreon for Pretty Proper 
and we each have our own big cartels. So patreon.com slash pretty proper and then lady frost dot big cartel and savage gentleman. gentleman. Yeah, that's my name. Wear it out. <laughs> I don't know if it's gentleman. <laughs> it's the full gentleman, savage yeah. gentleman, savage gentleman, big cartel. Yeah, and all that information will be updated on the uh, in in the prescri- description below once the completion of this show today. Yeah. Thanks. Right Obliged, kind sir. Before you go, let me ask one more question. Now that you know you both have been quarantined, and you, even though you're keeping busy, on a scale of one to ten, how much have you gotten on each other's nerves? That's a day-to-day well, thing. You gotta realize we were just moving, so it was chaos. It was chaos. We did really well for this move, though. Okay. I think this was a lot better than the last move. I think, like, which was less than a year ago, for the record. Yeah, right. It was <laughs> nine months ago. We just did this, but I would say daily we're like at a three-ish. Yeah, but there are definitely moments. I think we've gotten to like a seven. I would say during a pandemic, that's insanely good. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're we're blessed, honestly. Like we actually love each other. We like each other. That's the thing. Like people yes. love each other. You get all the time. Um, like if you don't like the person you're with, then my friend made over. a joke that he was going to use his construction team, dress up in quarantine oh, suits, terrible, pick people up in his work truck, quarantine them. From their wife's house to their girlfriend's house for 14 days. <laughs> now, that's savage. <laughs> this will be last question, and then we'll, we'll, we'll definitely let you go for the night. And I think Will was going to ask this, so we'll kind of just brush this all in together. So, we did also see on social media that you recently signed a contract with Virtual Basement, which is a video game company um, out yeah. of England. Um, just tell us a little bit more about it and whatever you can talk about it and uh, what we can expect from it. We can't talk a lot about it, but we're going to be video game characters. Awesome. That's, That's awesome. It seems um, like there's a virtual who's who of people showing off the uh, virtual basement logo mm-hmm. on the Twitter. So that's what's really, I think, getting people's attention. It's like, ooh, there's a lot of people involved what? in this deal. They really scooped up the best of like the independent wrestlers, I feel like. And not that I'm putting myself there at all right now, but when I started seeing the list come out, I was like, wow, they're not playing. (laughs) They're getting Mm -hmm. some really great talent. First first match, Lady Lady Frost versus O'Shea Edwards. You gotta hit him with the snowball fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, thank y'all so much for coming on the show and catching up with us. Is there any other uh, remarks, close remarks you want to tell the fans? And, um, you know, until the next time where we actually can sit down to with you for a cool, nice hour of talking because you got so much more we can talk about, but I want to hold you no, back. Any little close remarks? Hopefully, we can do it in public, like yeah. in person soon. Um, but and to, food. Thank food. you guys so and much. Food. Yes. Yeah. And Will. You better do the peanut butter egg challenge. May have to be tomorrow morning. You know when I do it, I'll post about it for sure. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have a good one. Good. Stay up. Stay healthy. Yeah, stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. All right. Pretty proper, people. We're going to transition back into the show. I will say this right now. I know they can't talk too much about the game. Or anything. I don't know anything, but I will say this that 
stay tuned because somebody that can talk about the game will be coming on the show to talk about the game. Oh, so just stay tuned for that. And and I, I'll, I'll just I'll just throw a couple more little things out there really quick. Not only the person that can talk about the game will come on the show to talk about the game, but other people who are part of the game will also uh, be tuning in or or, or coming yeah. on. Yes, joining us in order to uh, talk about their game and everything that they have going on as well. So uh, we got a lot of lot of little things happening in the next few couple of weeks here at the Big Old Belt. So you definitely want to stay tuned. But let's 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 jump into um, the rest of the topics for tonight. So the next thing, you know, we, and it's WrestleMania weekend. Oh, before before we talk about that too, something I was going to say earlier. So Impact Wrestling obviously gave us the nostalgia this week because mm-hmm. not not only did they actually have they had a crowd at the show because they obviously do pre-recording, so even the crowd was a little bit nostalgic. It's like, oh yeah, that's how that feels. Now that sounds, <laughs> but also they they did a special TNA show, which uh, I did a review for it as well too. Got a chance to be able to watch it early, and 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 uh, so I did a review for it. But uh, not only was that, you know, something special they did and fun, um, they also made some other news this week by signing Kylie Ray to a long, very, very clear, not a contract, but a long-term contract. Uh, so Impact uh, had a, a little bit of excitement week uh, themselves of everything that's going on. But I would definitely would say definitely check out the TNA special show that they had. Um, I mean, you did get, you did get Scott Steiner cutting a promo. I think that might be worth the watch alone. <laughs> and glad that Scott Steiner is doing better too. He had a, a hiccup in his health not too long ago. So, um, but yeah. quick question: Was Mister Anderson there? No, <laughs> I would. I would have just. I don't care. I, I know. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about let's talk about AEW really quick. So AEW again had another interesting show this week. This time it's from a dislocate this. This un undisclosed location <laughs> in Georgia, Q- QT Marshall's uh, yeah. gym, <laughs> <laughs> and also they made the announcement about the TNT title, and, and again that so two things with that, and then also and then they've been using independent local wrestlers in squash matches. So the question is, are they actually making the best of this bad situation, considering the fate of their next pay per view in doubt? And is it time? Oh. Really quick before I think about this too, I, I keep saying I need to uh, had put this down in the notes. When you talk about the state of their next pay per view, I, I, and this is just a quick question to Jamal, really fast. Um, do you think that NXT, because Takeover was obviously canceled, that they should have just did a TV special and branded it as something instead of just saying, "Hey, this is an episode of NXT with NXT Takeover matches on it," and it. Obviously, we, we already talked about, you know, how prestigious it feels when you when you brand something as uh, TakeOver. But should they have just named it something to kind of, you know, lock people into saying, like, this is a special show or this was the quality style of matches you were going to get for TakeOver? I think overall, the big thing about this wrestling period, no matter how long this wrestling period lasts, uh, I think it will be a great show of good faith from WWE and all the other companies that are trying to put out a product to say that it's not about the money. It's about the fans. I think the WrestleMania should be live on Fox uh, for both nights. What else does Fox have to do Saturday and Sunday night? I mean, okay, fine. They bump family guy. You gotta be kidding me for live WrestleMania. (laughs) Simpsons can wait a week. (laughs) The Simpsons can wait a week. And so can family guy. So can Bob's burger. 
Sorry. Um, so I think that WrestleMania on Fox would be great. Uh, NXT, same thing. Air the actual takeover. Now the difference is takeovers in a bigger arena. It's in a you know different thing. The problem with NXT is that takeover just doesn't feel as special because the sh- the way the shows are, um, it's kind of diminished the property of takeover. Um, and then unfortunately, they've kind of been bogged down in a bit of their storytelling. Gargano versus Ciampa five. Um, Keith Lee versus not Baron Corbin versus uh, Dijak again. <laughs> um, you know, like for as, as, as thick of a roster as they have, we're still seeing the same five to six matches. Um, and then the women's division is great. But then once you take away Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, uh-oh. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Io Shirai and, you know, that's that it, it really the pickings get really slim after that. So I think really don't st- stop with the paywall. Why should people pay $70? This is for the fans. And if you really want to show that you're doing it and you're doing it for the fans, then it should be, it should be free around the world, really. But in America uh, and in Canada, it should be free on global and on uh, Fox in the U S. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would probably make it, must see uh, advertisers. They could probably recoup some advertising money and say, like, listen, this is a one-time only thing. We're doing WrestleMania, and it's live, and it's all free TV. So get in while you can. This is the only live sporting event. Be damned what it is. It's WrestleMania, and it's on live TV. But they're going to put it on the network. So uh, I think that, you know, there are some things that WWE could do to kind of show good face in this, this situation. But is NXT making the and AEW making the best out of a bad situation? They're definitely doing better than the main roster is. But that's been apparent from the beginning. Ooh, I think they're both treading water in the respect that everyone is getting so much in this wait and see mode. What caught me off guard with AEW announcing this tournament for the TNT championship is they're like, okay, we're going to start doing this tournament. It's going to be on weekly TV. The finals are going to be at the pay-per-view in May in Vegas. And immediately I'm just like, that pay-per-view ain't happening. (laughs) It's like, who are you all kidding? And and it's funny too, because impact every, every, um, every uh, segment, they had that disclaimer, like this pay-per-view is not happening. So, I mean, maybe it happens in another form, but there is not going to be a show in Vegas at the big arena with a big crowd in May when we're in a situation right now where you can't have 10 people together and you got states that are on lockdown until June. I mean, it's weird to me that they're promoting that when the reality of this situation is so apparent already. I don't know. I mean, I guess WWE already pulled the plug on um, Money in the Bank from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of May, mm-hmm. so those moves seem to be happening. But I, it, I guess all these businesses are in the m- idea of we're gonna hold out as long as we can before we do this. But my thinking is, I would not be trying to run a tournament right now with the idea that like you, your weekly TV could be pulled out from under you at any given moment. So it's to me, it's the wrong time to try to do a long form story like that. I would be stay, sticking to very small stories that you can wrap up at any time that are like week to week things. Cause we're like, I said, we were already talking about it. I think we're in a situation where 
at any moment they could be like, we got to fold our tent. We're done. Right. And it ain't going to be a matter of that, what they want to do. It's going to be a matter of your people can't travel. You can't like have people leave their house. You can't bring a camera crew in. It's just not feasible to run these shows anymore. So that kind of long planning to me right now just doesn't make sense in retrospect. Damien, what, what, what do you think about this? Well, from what I've, I've been seeing with AEW and on the road to their next pay-per-view, I think since we're on kind of a week-by-week basis in terms of what they can and can't do depending on where they're broadcasting it from, I think you can have long-term storytelling as long as the audience is in on the joke in terms of the audience knows it's day-by-day, week-by-week. So it's almost as if we're not going to insult their intelligence. We're still going to have this tournament because obviously TNT wants their name on a belt. So got to make this, you know, the person putting you on air happy uh, with all the money that's being put in. And they also realize, aside from WWE, they're also the only other entertainment game in town. So they still want to put out decent content. Uh, when and if this pay-per-view ever happens, I honestly don't think the excitement level is going to be that high unless there's some sort of content being put out, be it on YouTube, television, what, what have you. But honestly... To, to, to kind of say it's going to keep everyone's attention, I think we have a lot more pressing matters right now. And I think just as long as they keep delivering in ring, that'll keep people's attention. Other than that, mm. quick, as, as Silly says, we'll nope. say, quick question. You, I don't know if anybody's even mentioned this yet. You guys are on board for them introducing another title? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm fine with that. The idea is fine. I just question the timing of it. Yo, well, that's what that was cool. definitely be my rebuttal, but yeah, okay. Go ahead, Maybe that came from TNT and that, did not hold off. And I think, I think honestly, when I was going to say about that title, I think this is something. Well, one thing you'd think a mid card title was going to come in at some point anyway, but just to have something on TV during this time to seem like, hey, this is something worthwhile to look at, and and in a way, you could say this is their own King of the Ring tournament in a way to have this TV title. So you need to have something that's going to mimic something that people are wanting to go look and see to see what's going to happen. I mean, think about the time right now. There's no March Madness going on. There's no playoffs going on. So maybe this is just a format that you can get just for people to be interested in some type of tournament. Because honestly, it pet my attention to say, oh, it's going to be a tournament for a new title. I want to know who's in it. Oh, I see this is in it. So we're not predicting of who could be in the finals. So hopefully, and, and with the presentation that they're doing with their matches, it is live. It is going to be like a real, quote unquote, wrestling component, um, even though they have modified fans or no fans at all. But it's still something that you hope can be entertaining enough to do. One thing we can say about AEW is their matches have really been decent, you know, with the scenarios that they've been going through. Um, so I think this is a good time to do it, even though they probably will have it for later, to have something on TV to work while for people to invest in it's like they're really trying to think the best they can of what can happen yeah well, I, let, me, let, me just, let me ask you this real quick um with uh, the, i like the tournament idea um because they kind of have put the kibosh on a lot of their long-term storytelling but with this tournament they've set themselves up with at least two matches uh you know per show and then from with only eight guys it's an eight-man tournament so we know why these eight people are going to be here. You have four women there. So that's 12 total on their roster. Right. And then you have, you know, an assortment of matches that stem from the tournament. They've simultaneously 
started long-term storytelling with a minimal amount of people and introducing a much needed and fan requested mid-card title. That's the best timeline. NXT is doing what exactly? Treading water. Right. Ex- exactly. So, and, so when it, and then of course you can say that the ratings reflect that, but okay, fine, because you can't have it both ways. The ratings can't be well; they don't matter. But then look at the ratings. So I'm willing to accept the ratings for what they are. People are choosing to watch, I don't know, the news and Biker Girls from Mars over AEW and NXT. The the realization is is that NXT, I mean AEW, can tape shows based on their tournament uh, timeline, which isn't till the end of May. So honestly, they can can the next eight weeks of shows and follow yep. this tournament yep. structure and be good and send everybody home until Memorial Day when Double or Nothing uh, was supposed to be and then reassess. AEW may not yep. need to be live for the next eight weeks um, versus shutting down WWE. And this is the difference that we're, we're talking about. We're talking about a WWE offseason, whereas AEW may have taken the, this entire week and spent eight hours putting shows in the can. Yeah. For the next eight weeks. Yep. As, yep. as we said, they would. The right people were ahead that understand content creation. They already had this in the can easily. So right. that was no news to me. But it is the message that need to be relayed to people, though. It is. Yeah. It is. So if it hit the fan by, you know, by Memorial Day, then the worst case scenario for AEW is that we still have a tournament final, a women's title match, uh, probably, and, and a couple other, uh, you know, short term storylines. Obviously, Britt Baker was in the building last week, uh, last night. Um, mm-hmm. Sheeta was in the building last night, and they have a some an access to some local talent. Yeah. So you know, Sugar Duncanton, you know, showed up on my TV uh, a week ago. You know, good on him. So the idea is, I, I don't. There's a way to do it. You know, there, there I, is a way to do it, and AEW definitely has set up course to do it. I will say that knowing knowing that. And the presentation, I almost forgot that crowds was a thing because mm. the way how they were able to invest me into the storyline, and now I know I can actually see the the the, the duration of this storyline play out because of their tactics and and filming. It's it's that proper investment that fans need, knowing that I don't want to be investing in something that's never going to manifest into anything. Um, like shows on uh, on FX, you don't worry about a, a season two ever happening for most. Of them. But nonetheless, it's it's. <laughs> it's I miss Justified. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate the style and how they're using their resource. That the last thing I was saying, we're gonna move to our last topic so we can get ready to end the show. When Marco Stump came out a while ago about saying he wasn't comfortable about wrestling and all this happening. I thought that was a really mature thing for him to for him to say and do. The fact that he wrestled means that there must have been a conversation about what they're doing in order to protect their staff. And, you know, obviously gave him the confidence to want to be able to work a match. That's, I think, is, a th- is something no one's talking about right now, is the whole dynamic is that AEW must be taking a layer of protection. Hey, you got Britt Baker there, and, and with all her, wait, what did she do again? Don't worry. I'll just play. But no, we're in her medical profession that she understands, you know, probably the ramifications more than anybody else on that staff does. 
The fact that she's there, too, also, I think, plays dividends. We know she lives in Florida, so if this happened in Atlanta, I mean, she also made the trip to do it. So there must be, like, a certain level of confidence that had to bring certain people in order for them to do that. And I think they utilized it best they can by taping and canning things for future shows to come. If if, if WWE takes this all season, I, man, we talk about how crazy 2020 was going to be initially. The end of this year could be... It could be a monumental shift in everything. I mean, we make we make it more of that Lucha Underground and Wild Style presentations and recordings, and hell, other buyers may make it into it. Where you know people make it, Netflix make it exclusive rights to certain things. Who just knows? Considering now that you know people who you know didn't think something like this could ever happen, or didn't prepare, or have a contingency plan for something like this to happen. Um, now I have to really, you know, protect themselves for future uh, for future shows and, and, and um, presentations. Anyway, let's talk about our last topic really quick so we end the show. And that is going to come from last Tuesday in each and every Tuesday at 10 p.m. And that's on Vice TV. And that's Dark Side of the Ring Season 2. I recorded a review on the YouTube channel. You can check it out extensively. Damien also hosted the show uh, for about an hour extensively talking about it as well. We're going to quickly talk about the, the last episode, uh, episode two. It's, it's really episode two because episode one was a two-parter, but it's mm-hmm. episode two, uh, which was uh, which was with Chris Benoit. Uh, it was, was focused around Chris Benoit, and then now this is about New Jack. We're quickly going to talk about that, and then I want to quickly talk about what could we be uh, thinking about coming for the episode three episode. But New Jack, I mean, look, here, here's, here's, here's the bottom line, and all I got to say, you guys can say whatever the hell you want to say. God damn, was that the most craziest thing I had ever seen in my life? Oh and my and I God. think I think indeed. I think for me who didn't like that that niche of wrestling didn't it, it didn't I knew it was there. Didn't register for you. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't at all. So I knew it was there, knew he was. You didn't know didn't, the level of crazy. Had no clue. Right. No clue. None. No clue. None. So I quickly say, like, people go watch it, but that thing is off the rails. Vice did an amazing job with it. And D'Lo Brown is my spirit animal because <laughs> I was watching it on my laptop and somebody posted that that meme of him mm-hmm. on his laptop looking. I said, yeah, if somebody had been watching me, that was literally me watching it. Like, hold on, he what? What? I, also, <laughs> also, I knew, like, as a, as a kid, we used to do some crazy shit with, like, glue and, like, other little thing. Also, Will, I'm surprised you've <laughs> never you have not mentioned Legos once on this show when you're talking about ratings. But anyway, because Legos we, wasn't on this week, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> he would have said so, probably. I, I so let me let but me like, tell you, the mass Singer killed everything last night. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lego was on a one week uh, preemption, so there was no Lego Masters in the Wednesday night battles this week. But 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 but, but as an adolescence, you know, we used to play with glue and like make color out of it and get it on our hands and do all that crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. We thought that was just like the level of crazy that you can, you know, sustain as, as, as a youth. And when I realized that there was a grown adult that was utilizing <laughs> something that was in front of us our entire time as, as a kid, and that's in pencil shavings, something I just thought, <laughs> like, the only thing for pencil shavings for I me, plead the fifth. I just, I was so happy to just be able to dump it. You know when you had a reason to have to get up out of your seat to go ahead and dump it for everybody? That that was the epitome of fun. What 
pencil shaving. Who knew I you mean, were you were throwing out all the good stuff right there, beating that against the trash can? Exactly. Were, clearly, exactly. I mean, I could have I could have been the Nest Rafael Edmonds easily, <laughs> knowing I could have been dishing that out all around here. You could have been man, selling. You could have been throwing those in a baggie and selling those on the playground and cleaning. Man, up, man. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, you guys got to check that out. Get check that. Comments to you guys about the show. Yeah, let me jump in here first since I just got to watch it last night. Otherwise, I would have been in y'all's special episode where y'all broke it down in in detail. I think the New Jack episode was a great change of pace coming after the heaviness of the Benoit one Mm because the New Jack episode, yes, it is nuts. Yes, it is crazy. And it will tell you will hear stories that you can never even imagine where you're just like, this cannot possibly be true. But then you see the people involved between New Jack and Mustafa and the gangsters and those guys going through Tennessee in the early 90s for Smoky Mountain Wrestling and Mm -hmm. ECW. And it's like, yeah, the world was a different place back then. And these guys were straight up right in the middle of it and given pretty much free reign to push people's buttons. Um, It's not so much a biography episode. It's really an episode of just New Jack did a bunch of crazy stuff. Let's tell you about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really pretty much just comes down to that. It's like, remember that time New Jack threw someone off a scaffold and almost killed him? We're going to tell you about that. Remember that time he got in the ring with old Gypsy Joe who didn't sell nothing and he almost beat him to death? We're going to talk about that. <laughs> so it, it's a fun episode, a crazy episode, and definitely an episode where you'll be shaking your head in parts and being like, this can't possibly be true, but New Jack's a crazy cat, and pretty much there wasn't nothing in there that I can't remember happening where I was like, "Yeah, I heard about that at the time. That that that's that's that sounds about right." How that story went down, so it, it's definitely worth checking out, and I like the contrast of it coming off the heaviness of the Benoit episode. Who else got to check it out? I, I do. My biggest takeaway was this. And once again, from a behind the scenes perspective of being in that theater class that I've talked about for the past couple of weeks, I didn't realize the respect game that goes in when you're booking a match and you having two wrestlers like, OK, let's go over the match. What are we going to do? Can I do this for you? Can you do this? Let's work this this way. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it could be such a disrespect angle if I'm like a rookie coming in mm-hmm. and I would go to somebody like New Jack. Hey, can I do this in this match? I want to do this to you and I want you to do this to me. And the type of response, if it's not done in the right way, it could really put you in a messed up situation for the rest of your career and or your life back then. And I'm thinking about now, as you mentioned two chains, you have a lot of indie wrestlers that's coming on AEW. It's like these indie wrestlers got to come and do something specific saying, okay, I want to do this this way. Let's do this the right way. And then that way you can continue to have your career. Even, um, and I forgot the guy's name, where he had to follow one thing, the the midget wrestler I'm referring to, if he did one thing a particular way, that got him his next step to be in WWE. So it's just very interesting how that respect game goes in when you're booking a match, when you're that rookie coming in. It's just very interesting in that behind the scenes aspect. Go ahead, Jamal. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, short answer is I didn't watch it because I don't care. Uh, I don't have Viceland. I didn't know that was a channel. I never heard of the show before. Didn't know that they did a thing on Chris Noir. Um, one thing about me, and, and this is the honest to God's truth, I don't care about wrestlers. I only watch wrestling. So if they did a thing on New Jack and how they threw Vic Grimes off of a 30-foot, you know, table scaffold shenanigans or the mass transit incident or um, hitting Balls Mahoney in the uh, in the junk with a vacuum cleaner 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember all of that. Um, it's on the network, actually. Um, <laughs> but as far as like the stories and stuff like that, you're good on them. Um, you tell it because I'm sure people don't know. I I don't care. New Jack is a hell of a wrestler uh, in his own right. And I, you know, remember Smoky Mountain and stuff like that. Um, WCCW, you know, when he worked with those guys, but I mostly remember from Eastern Championship Wrestling um, out of Philly. And as far as if this story was told right, I don't see how New Jack's any different than like a Ricky Shane Page or Jimmy Havoc or Terry Funk or any of the FMW guys from 97. So when the people say like, oh, New Jack's crazy, he is if you're comparing him to a normal wrestler. But I was watching Japanese death matches with you know, light tubes and flaming tables and barbed wires replaced uh, with the ring ropes replaced with barbed wire and exploding, you know, uh, pallet board matches. <laughs> New Jack was a, a B minus if we're going to go in that lane. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I, I don't really get the hype. But then again, I'm not looking at it from perspective of, oh, well, New Jack could have been Chris Jericho if he didn't want to murder people. Like, no, New Jack's mm-hmm. New Jack, and he's the best New Jack there'll ever be. Yeah. But he that's not in the scope of a normal wrestling capacity. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if, if we can live in a world where, like, New Jack and Ricky Shane Page and Schlack can exist, then that's that side of wrestling. Right. Uh, the other side is the stuff that you'll see on uh, WWE. If you don't know who Schlack is, don't Google it at work. Uh, you're going to get your fire. <laughs> so when I was watching it, uh, you know, I talked about it when I did my little review thing, but I think what was most shocking for me, and I highlighted it, there was four instances where you're thinking New Jack should be arrested in jail and he should not be let out. <laughs> like well, he, that he is was what, charged with assault one time. Right. And then he got out of jail because the dude dropped the charges and said, let's do an angle. So (laughs) when wrestling gets you out of jail twice, Mm -hmm. because Paul Heyman got him acquitted the first time. Yep. That is amazing how your stature in wrestling or how people can take the carny aspect of wrestling and use it as leverage in real life Mm -hmm. situations. I think for me, that was one of the biggest takeaways. And plus the fact he stabbed a man, not 16 times, nine <laughs> times because he counted. I counted it. Nine right. times. Nine, <laughs> times. nine times. <laughs> and and that's the thing for me, just, and, you know, uh, Marcel's brought this up about the psychology of it all is, my God, Jerome Young, when you die and your brain is examined, I cannot wait to hear the results. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marjorie, I, mean, I mean, that was the thing. It's not so much about New Jack being crazy or New Jack doing wild things. So much of that documentary focuses in, in on New Jack taking liberties yes. mm-hmm. with the people he's working with. And that goes back to what Marcel's was saying, where like the respect factor, where it's like, if you said the wrong thing to him, Yep. Then he decided, oh, when we get out there, I'm beating your ass. Yep. And he was in a position where he could get away with it. And that's not something you see these days in, a, in, a, in any of these big companies. It's just, or if you do, it's quickly drummed out. You know, well, yeah, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be the end of you. And New Jack is someone who is in a position where, I mean, he was in the right place at the right time in these crazy companies where it's like he could get away with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Here's my here's my here's my comments real quick, and let's talk about the last thing. Then we'll wrap it yep. up. Uh, the idea what what what, uh, what Marcella said is that I wonder if that's still prevalent now about the mm-hmm. level of respect. One could assume, but like in that level of respect, because I've seen people, you know, of this caliber working somebody of this caliber, and they had that discussion of like, hey. I, you know, this is some stuff I do. Mm-hmm. This was like, this mm-hmm. is the stuff I do. And, you know, they got to make it match. You know, they got yeah, yeah. to make sure that they're able to tell the story. So at least there's a discussion there. Right. New Jack made it seem like this is the match. You you good? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> and <laughs> as the tables turn once you're yeah, out there. There's no application for him, it seemed yeah, like. Right. It's like, yeah, and, right. and, and, and then when you hear stories about how the locker rooms were back in the day, I, wanted, I, I can almost say this might be my first exposure to them Somebody from the horse's mouth saying, well, this is how we did it. No cut right. cars. He was as vibrant as they were. He said, if you're working me, you know you're going to get beat. And we got a beef. No, I didn't forget. <laughs> and don't be asking me, can you can you get anything going? It, mm-hmm. it ain't happening. Yeah. It ain't happening. So, you know, that's, that's what it is. But look, next week, episode three, Brawl for All. The yes. worst idea that ever was to happen. Um, it's going to come on Tuesday, Vice TV, uh, check your local, local stations. Um, it also does, I think it, I think they put it on their YouTube or something. The afterwards. next day, the next the day, next day. dropping them. So you got, you got, new, you got new it. Jack is up there now. So you can see the new yeah, Jack yeah. episode if you're looking to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely check that out because I, I can't imagine the stories that will come out of it. I know from seeing it, it was crap back in the day. It's crap now. <laughs> Bad idea. And yeah. yeah. For for the for the folks who don't know, for the kids out there that weren't around 20 years ago when the Brawl for All went down, let me just throw it to you this way. WWE decided we're going to run a shoot fighting tournament. With a bunch of the undercard guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. It was shoot fighting. They straight up ran shoots on the undercard of Raw. And it was just as messed up as you can imagine. With real injuries, yep. real knockouts, and they not going at all how they hoped it would go. To so, get one person over. That was yeah. their goal. One specific person. And it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah very curious what they'll dig up on the brawl for all yeah so anyway uh let's wrap up the show uh fellas anything else you want to dis- uh discuss no news anything really fast before we wrap this up for the night wrestlemania 60 dollars yeah if you're buying <laughs> it on the cable or on the fox app <laughs> yeah i no, thank you yeah i did not realize because like they keep seeing the commercials on fox yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you go, yeah, it's sixty damn dollars. Yep. Why? And can't go to a viewing party. <laughs> I think they're looking at it like this: if there's some suckers out there who are home this weekend and they're stuck in their house and they just they don't know better, they're going to take their money. Why not? It, it's well, found money for you, them. Who says you can't have a viewing party on tout? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They're going to tout it out again. Damn straight. <laughs> well. Anybody else anything else to say really quick? Okay. Nobody has nothing to say. It's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. There we go. Everybody can continue to be safe. Uh, Thank you for listening for the show tonight. Uh, Look, subscribe to YouTube channel or just, you know, follow us all on on, 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 on social media. We got a ton of more stuff coming out. I don't even have dates on. Mentally, I know they're coming up, but within the next two weeks, absolutely got more guest appearances, mm-hmm. uh, more different, more reviews, more discussions, more podcasts, and all that other good stuff is coming out this week uh, for the next couple of weeks aggressively. 
each and every Thursday we will be here, but we have other stuff that's going to be coming in before t- before then. So as always, people, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys next time. Oh,